We are going to be talking about the news. We're going to be talking to Kevin about his trip to California. And we're going to be probably talking a little bit about Percy Jackson and a couple other things. But first, we have Jen. Hello. We have Ryan. Hello. And returning from his trip, we have Kevin. I'm back, baby. Alrighty, Ryan. Yes. What's in the news for this episode? This episode, we've got trailers. We got trailers. We got trailers. We got trailers. Uh, well, last weekend was the big game, the superb mm. owl. Yep, mm. superb owl. Um, <laughs> and uh, with that came trailers. Uh, so we might as well start off with the big one that we got that day. We got the Deadpool Wolverine trailer. Mm-hmm. So our finally we've got a first look at this, what this movie might be, and what it will be is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we That's didn't probably know before, putting it mildly. We didn't know before the trailer dropped that the movie was called Deadpool and Wolverine either, did we? With we just, last, it was just like week. Deadpool 3 is what it would have been in all the... Yes. Uh, that the week before the big game, there was something with Kevin Feige was at something, and he was wearing like a, a like a baseball cap, and of and of ah. course on the back of it or at the front or somewhere on it, it said Deadpool and Wolverine. They like, had stitched mm. on it, and got it. The internet picked up on that. Now it, nothing was official until the trailer came out, but yeah, it was like it, it was being leaked. Got it. That's interesting. Yeah, so we have the confirmation about the TVA and clearly shots of what looks to be the wasteland. Is that what it was called? The, uh, the end of time space yeah. section. Yeah. The... yeah, but they were climbing all over a Fox logo. Yes, they were, <laughs> which would make sense, you know, if it's a remnants of a, of a, of a dead timeline. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense to have the TVA be the the way that it gets pulled in. He gets pulled into the MCU. I kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially with the way it ended, the second one ended with him jumping through time and messing yeah. things, you know, changing things and shooting <laughs> Ryan Reynolds in the head and <laughs> shooting that other version of Deadpool from that Wolverine Origins movie yep. and so yep. yeah. He would totally be a, a deviant messing with the multiverse and they would oh, be dealing yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he calls himself Marvel Jesus. <laughs> MCU oh my Jesus. god. Sorry, yes, MCU Jesus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's gonna be interesting. We do so uh we, when's we've that seen one coming out? This summer. Why? 
Oh, it's okay. uh, my birthday movie. Ah. I believe uh, it comes out the week of my birthday. Well, there you go. Right. There's an, even another reason why not to get sick on your birthday this year. <laughs> I'm going to be wrapped up in a bubble, so... <laughs> Make sure you put air holes in that bubble, because if yeah. you don't, with your luck, you'll suffocate. No, that's a very good point. <laughs> good news, he didn't get sick. Bad news, he didn't put air holes in his bubble. <laughs> And then he put too many air holes and the bubble collapsed and suffocated him either way. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he just made a saran wrap and well, there's a reason that the plastic bag said don't, you know, put them, let children play with them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Brent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with that too, we might as well stay in MCU. On Valentine's Day, we all got a nice little Valentine from, uh, from Kevin Feige and crew with a nice little card with a depiction mm. of the Fantastic Four's cast. Mm-hmm. So now we know who's been, who will be the first family of Marvel. Um, Pedro Pascal will be Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Vanessa Kirby is the Invisible Woman. Ibn Moss Bak- oh, I was going so well. Ibn Moss Barak as the thing. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Quinn is the Human Torch. I only know Pedro Pascal and Vanessa Kirby. Uh, you, um, if you've watched The Bear or Star Which Wars we Andor, haven't. or Star Wars Andor, you would know yep. even Masowicz. No, I didn't watch Andor. Who Who was he in Andor? He was one of the He was one of the prisoners when when they were before he went to the jail. They, he was on that planet, and uh, they had that mission to do. He was one of the he was the big guy who was uh, trying to plot against him. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, he's not in Andor that long. In the he's in that three episode arc where um, where his contact has sent him on the mission. Yeah. Before he goes to jail. Um, and uh, Joseph Quinn was in the last season of Stranger Things. He was uh, Eddie. The, also, did uh, not watch Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, the D and D leader, the the rebel, the drug dealer. Do you think Johnny Storm will look like he does in the comics currently with the big um, Hulk Hogan mustache? Ah, <laughs> I just I did not realize he had a big Hulk Hogan mustache. Oh yeah, I've not and seen it. Oh recently. Flip through a, fan, a current Fantastic Four book, and you'll you'll notice that Johnny Storm has a big Hulk Hogan mustache. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's leftover from like him being uh, like them all being separated due to the thing that Reed does in the, in those books. Yep, he got separated and got Hulk became Hulk Hogan. And grew no, he went like like he kind of went on. Un- well, maybe not undercover being the right word, but like he was like incognito for a while. Oh. And that's the first thing you do to be incognito is. You grow a grow mustache. mustache. <laughs> the first thing I would do is put on a big ass mustache. There you go. No one would recognize you. Exactly. Oh, uh, so, sorry. Um, I was just scanning through our social media stuff on uh, on Twitter, and um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Paul uh, Paul Sung Hyung Lee from. Yep. Uh, can, he can just posted up Mr. a picture. Kim? Yeah, Mr. Kim. Um, he just posted up a picture for, of uh, him from uh, fan, fan Expo Vancouver. 
and he's wearing the uh, the cosplayish outfit he went with this round is the 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 guys who are working on the Nostromo in Alien, the first one, like just like the crew shirt and like the baseball cap and stuff. It, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say he showed up wearing his costume from from the from the new Star Wars shows. No, I think that I think that's That'd one of those things that, that like nose. now that's yeah, it's two on the nose now, and he does Ghostbusters enough, so yeah. Well, you know, he'll but, uh, have to start showing up as uh, as uh, what is it, Uncle Hero or the the Last Airbender character that he plays. That comes out this month. Oh, that's he on that comes out good. next week. Or yeah. the I'm end looking of this forward week. to that. Uh, yes, Kev, he is in that. He's uh, he's the Firebender. Um, he's the uncle. Uncle Hero. Uncle Hero. Yeah, Uncle Hero, not Hero. Cool. Hero. Or Iro. Yeah, and so back to Fantastic Four. They've given us a date. It will be July twenty fifth, twenty twenty five, which also just so happens to be the same month that uh, the first entry into the new DC Cinematic Universe, uh, I believe, Superman Legacy. Is supposed to be coming out that month as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have the, the throwing down the gauntlet. Comic book movie versus comic book movie. We'll see who comes out on top. I have a feeling it's going to be Marvel. Yeah. Our, uh, well, <laughs> I have a feeling it's not, they're not going to release on the same day. Yeah. Oh, no. There will be so much. There'll be so much competition that neither of them will do very well because they split their audience. Yeah. Well, no. So they're not scheduled for the same day, just the same month. They're both in July uh, at the moment. Yeah, but yes, still, it's, it's so expensive to go to the movies now. Like people are got to be more picky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to to our listener Jermaine Jones, because uh, he he mentioned this to me is like why why are they coming out the same month? Why aren't they spacing these movies out? Uh, listeners may know Jermaine as being our our resident DC fan like he's he's the one that is definitely cheerleading for them out of our listeners right now publicly at any rate and uh, jermaine i don't think you have anything to worry about they'll they'll move these movies around and i don't know who's the director of the fantastic four movie is it somebody big um no but it's somebody marvel's used before isn't it yeah i think so like i wanted to I'm just going to look it up. I want to say it's somebody who like actually left one of their other projects in order to work on this one. Cause I'm like, like when it comes to the general public, would you rather go see, would they rather go see a fantastic four movie characters that they probably don't know very well directed by somebody that they probably don't know or a James Gunn Superman film. Yeah. So playing I, Superman. we don't do we know. Oh, we, yeah, do, we do know. No, we know. Um, yep. I don't remember what his name is, <laughs> yep. but I think even with both of them opening in July, they'll both make money if they're both, yeah. especially oh, both, I think I so it comes down, if they're good, if they're both good, they'll both make money. We've, they've, we've had this happen before. Like it was, did justice league and an event and a Marvel movie not come out the same month and they've sure they both did. made money. Or Superman versus Batman in a, in a Marvel movie, both came out really close to each other. I, th- I feel Maybe. like Maybe. I honestly don't. I feel like remember. it was the summer that that Solo came out, and it was like 
there was a Marvel movie, there was Solo, and there was something else, all like sandwiched in within oh yeah within weeks of one another, and Solo didn't do as well because of it. That yeah. and the fact that yeah. they it was like six months from the last Star Wars movie. Um, and to answer uh, the question, Matt Shackman is directing Fantastic Four right. as of this moment. He worked on uh, as a director and producer on WandaVision. That was right. the, the Marvel connection. That's but he also it, worked yeah. on Game of Thrones. Uh, and uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, apparently. Oh, and <laughs> uh, for Ryan, he directed two episodes of Monarch this season. Nice. Monarch's right, good. My you watch it. So it, um, he's, he's, so he's familiar with the product. The other thing, like to kind of to your question, Kevin, Yeah, I don't really think it matters who directs a Marvel movie anymore. No, like I don't like to the audience. I, I think it matters very little as long as the trailers look good. Mm. And I don't want to say that to like denigrate various Marvel directors, I just feel that like it's it's a brand now that is to the point where like you know like Eternals had like an Oscar nominated director and nobody really cared you know what I mean is yeah it, as long as it looks good and follows the formula it like it's nice to have a marquee name on there but I don't think it really matters in terms of box office right and if anybody wanted to know the answer to my question of who was playing Superman, it's David Corinsweat, who I have never heard of because I feel like I'm getting too old to know all these people. I, I feel that is an unfortunate <laughs> pronunciation of his name, and I'm hoping that's not how it's really pronounced. Corinsweat? C-O-R-E-N-S-W-E-T. Corinsweat. Okay, so yeah, maybe maybe it's not pronounced like that. Though. That's how I, I would know. pronounce it. But... You know, who's playing Superman? Corn sweat, baby, corn sweat. <laughs> uh, I'm so not getting on that press tour. Nope. <laughs> there, there goes all our chances of getting free stuff from them. Good job, Brent. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't sent us free stuff yet. They just steal our ideas. Yep. <laughs> Um, okay, moving on. Uh, another big movie. So we were talking about how it's expensive to go to the movies. March is going to be expensive because there's like three big movies coming out that we all want to see. Well, three big movies I want to see. Two that you guys want to see. The one that not all of you want to see is the one I'm one of the ones I'm looking forward to, and that's Godzilla versus Godzilla and Kong: The New Empire. And we got another final trailer for it. Yeah, I can pass on that one. And it looks like this is going to be filled with, with giant monsters fighting giant monsters. We have two big monkeys and we got two big lizards. It's a tag team action for bragging rights and ruling of the world. And there's a baby monkey Kong, too. <laughs> that was Diddy Kong? Gen. Yep. There's Diddy, Diddy Kongs in it? Yes. Yes, Diddy Kongs in it, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> and Godzuki? Uh, no, no baby Godzillas that I saw. Not, not yet, at least. There's a, a glowing, a glowing purpley pink one and a glowing blue one by the looks of it. So, but yeah, so that's coming. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, oh, anybody else been up to date, or did you guys watch Umbrella Academy? We've had three I seasons. I watched the first season. Uh, well, yeah, and then I kind of fell out of it, to be honest. It's I've always sort list. of meant to go back, but... Yeah, it's on my list, and I've never gotten back to it. Well, yeah. you have a few months to catch up before the fourth and final season comes out. Uh, Netflix has announced it will be released on August 8th. Okay. So, so you have some time. That's not March. You said there were three in March. Yeah, but well, you've jumped ahead. One... You've left me in suspense for the other two March films, Ryan. Oh well, there's not no news about them. It's just oh, it's expensive. Well, what are they? Dune two. I knew Dune two was one of them. Ghostbusters and Godzilla, three big uh... movies that come out in March. We've talked about them every other every other episode. Yeah, but we forgot they were all coming out in March. Brent didn't. No, uh, I, I knew this was going to be an expensive one. I I knew Dune was. I didn't realize Ghostbusters was a March film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, I keep I need getting to pictures pop up in my Dune. Facebook feed that show like, you know, I think like thirty nine days. <laughs> I need to rewatch the first Dune because I honestly could not tell you what happened in it. Well, you've got a couple weeks. I think it's the first one to come out. I think it comes out the first yeah. weekend of March. Um, so ooh, we have a, a window for when Star Wars The Acolyte will be premiering on Disney+. Plus. Mm. Which one's that Star Wars again? That's going to be the, like, the Old Republic type one. Oh, okay. With the, well, it's the High Republic is what they call it now. Right. And that one is coming out uh, this summer. Summer of 2024. On Disney Plus? That's the win- is it a Disney show Plus. or is it a movie? Yes, oh, okay. it's a show. This is the show where we'll see, like, uh, they've shown some images or we saw someone already in costume as uh, like a Wookiee Jedi. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen all of these, but I'm yeah. I'm very tired and my brain is fried. <laughs> That's okay. What happens? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to play dumb. And it won't all be playing. <laughs> there you go. Um, and my, oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, you might have talked about this before, and I just forgot, or it was last week when I wasn't here. Have they announced when Bad Batch Season 3 starts? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, We've gotten trailers for it. Oh, okay. And um, I believe it starts next week. Are you all caught up on Bad Batch, Kevin? I am, yes. Okay. Couldn't remember if that was one of the ones that you weren't caught up on yet. No, it's it's the older stuff that I haven't watched. Rebels and Clone Wars. Oh. Just doing a quick check here. Do, 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 do. Ah, oh, come on. Type, 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 type. That's your husband typing. I know. Yeah. Pay attention, Brent. Just something up. <laughs> I'm paying attention. I will tell you guys that, uh, you know, you know my geek list. I've decided yes. I'm breaking it up into a couple of uh, franchises, and and one of them is Star Wars. And so I randomly pick which franchise I'm going to watch that night. And so oh, nice. while I was uh, be- right before, I haven't finished watching it yet, but right before uh, we started recording, I was watching The Phantom Menace. Ooh. That's going to be a re-release in theaters shortly, isn't it? Is it? You know... Yes. Um, I really did not like that movie. I did not like that movie when it first came out, but as sort of 
a movie that's on your TV while you're looking at stuff on your phone. It's really not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm it's not sure if, if they put that whole quote on the DVD box. <laughs> <laughs> True North nerds. It's not bad if you just have it on in the background. Well, you play it's it on the your perfect phone movie anyway. to not pay attention to. Yeah. No. Um, uh, it, uh, so um, a number of years ago, uh, Ryan and I were talking about this a little bit earlier this week when they re-released it the first time due to putting it in 3D, which was supposed to be all three movies going to 3D. And then Disney bought them and just yeah. squashed that. But Jen and I went to go see the first one. And I just re- I remember Jen and I talking about it afterwards because I don't think either of us had watched it in quite some time. It was like the the effects actually kind of hold up in in that one, especially uh-huh. like the pod race. Yeah, I just yeah. watched. How, however, the like we both were like, wow, that felt long. Yeah, which and I don't. Whole... I think that's what a Star Wars movie absolutely should not feel like. Yeah. Well, the Phantom the Menace always ha- even longer. Yeah, the Phantom Menace always has a has a special spot in my heart. Not because it's a good movie, but because Amidala is my favorite Star Wars character, and I really like her in that movie. Because then she kind of gets punched into the background for the rest of it. Right. But, so, that's that's really the only reason why I like that. The rest of the movie is, like, awful. <laughs> I, I have paused the film just after the scene where, where Palpatine has announced that he has been nominated as head of the Senate. And everybody's packing up and going back to Naboo. That's where mm-hmm. I paused. Nice. Uh, so to follow up, uh, Bad Batch Season 3 will be released on Wednesday with three episodes to start off the final like season. Like this Wednesday? February 21st. This Jeez. Wednesday. Dang. Yeah. And so, Kevin, if you haven't watched that trailer yet, you should watch it. Or, or don't read anything and just go in because it shows some cool stuff and some there's some uh some characters from the clone wars that are showing up in this now and yeah okay i will i think i'll go in blind and just see what i there you go uh so there's that and then my last little bit of news falls in with well this weekend we had the opening of madam webb the latest addition to the Sony movie verse of Spider-Man movies or whatever. <laughs> the and, we want in on this cash cow two verse. Yeah. Well, the one that, Hey, we, we own the rights to all these things. We're going to make movies with them, whether people watch them or not. Yeah. So. Um, have you seen a story that's floating around that says that the actors in that movie were told that they were in an MCU film? Okay. <laughs> I've seen that that headline. I don't know. I haven't bothered to read. I haven't clicked through it either because it felt like clickbait to me. Yeah, yeah. which makes mm. me. I think if you probably dig into it, what probably has happened is they hear it's part of a Spider-Man character. Yeah, and and it's Marvel, so they yeah. you know go well one plus one equals more MCU, not realizing because they're actors and dealing with other stuff and probably not up to date on what is and what isn't part of the MCU that it's not part of the MCU. Yeah. And 
and how many of these actors would actually know the difference anyways right but that's like what i'm saying the, right yeah like the the just even if it like one or the other um i i was just taking a look at the the box office results so and? far uh, um right now it is total gross for the weekend it's in second place sitting at 23 million um bob marley one love is beating it by nearly double that um i hear that movie is not good though what the bob marley one bob marley film yeah i i have heard like not that it's not good it's just the problem with music bios is they're like essentially in order to get something interesting with the brilliant exception of weird al yankovic's weird (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the, they're, the stories are all the same, really. Like yeah. you, you can break them down into the same beats over and over and over again. Um, because if you, if you in, but the other thing is if you don't have them built like that, then there's like no conflict or anything either. Like they, basically it's it, nine times out of 10 it is musician comes up out of poverty uh overcome stuff uh become it becomes big usually the this can branch off into becomes big something tragic happens or becomes big and then like like nearly shits it all away and then overcome at the last like for the last act of the movie and then we don't usually don't see like the the tragic tragic part of the end story right right yeah if there is one like in, in bob marley's case um because of his religion not getting a toe amputated and then dying of cancer like months later because of religious reasons which i I understand but that's essentially what happened with his story and like and but if you look at most music bios they're very much the same thing Um, and that's the like i'm sure this movie is well put together by the looks of it and like they got the music rights which is like half the fight right there because if you don't then why are you even bothering uh see comments from alex and i on our on our last free podcast with nate milton where we talk about a Jimi hendrix bio with the guy from outcast that had that problem (laughs) you know making a music bio on somebody and not being able to use any of their music uh not the greatest of things Mm. yeah so it's a Anyways, back to Madam Web, the the, yeah. the nerdier aspect of it. Uh, I don't know what the budget was for it, though, is the only thing. Yeah. But it is the interesting thing is is the they're all out on press tour for this movie, obviously. And the it really sounds like not just like what um ryan was saying of like oh they thought it was an mcu movie it really sounds like a lot of them signed on to a different script than what got oh. made oh yeah that's that usually not too. a good sign uh it sounds like there's well there was one story a few weeks ago that was saying there was uh there's more spider-man in this movie whether it was tom holland or one of the other like toby or andrew but there was a, supposed to be Spider-Man or more Spider-Man references in this movie that were written out. But anyway, yeah, not where my news story was going. There's no. a <laughs> tangent. 
I only brought it up because it is related to Sony and our long forgotten uh, Sony's Amazon deal to do Amazon Prime series from this, their Spider-Verse. Uh, did everybody remember that they were making a Spider-Man noir series? Oh, yeah, vaguely. I vaguely remembered it. I know where you're going with this because I saw it a little while ago, a clickbait headline. Yep. It. And so the latest talk is they are reportedly eyeing, so you know, yeah, take it for what it is, uh, an actor for the Spider-Man noir role. Um, anyone other than Brent want to take a guess at this? At who they might be looking to uh, cast as Spider-Man Noir? Nicholas Cage. Cage. Bing, bing, we got two winners. <laughs> well, he was the voice in the movie, wasn't he? Yes. yes. So, and, you know, as we've all seen, Nicholas Cage will do anything for a paycheck. Yep. Well, he's got to pay for some castles still. <laughs> He's got to find a way to buy back that, you know, action, uh, uh, that Action Comics number one. So, yep. Uh, so that one is so that's what the news with that one. And then um, there was also the Silk Spider Society. All oh, right. Series that was in the works. Uh, that one. Uh, the latest news. It sounds like they have. Uh, or the, uh, <laughs> this is what they're calling it. A. It's undergoing a. Creative overhaul. Uh, sounds like the entire writer's room has been fired. Oh, no. Yeah. So, sounds like that. We won't be seeing Silk for a while, I don't think. If ever. But we'll we'll go back to my point of, what's the point of making all these Spider-Man universe movies without a Spider-Man in it? Hmm. That's the biggest reason these things all fail is because yeah. they deviate too much from the source material. Yep. Yeah. Like, people can, if they've had a, a Spider-Man in the Sony movies and a Spider-Man in the MCU, people would get it. They would understand. You just tell them it's two different guys. Okay. Yeah. As long as they are two different guys and it's not Tom yeah. Holland playing both of them. No. <laughs> or what you do, you know, you, you bring back one of the other ones. You bring back Andrew or Toby, and you, you know, here you go. Here's some money. Be Spider-Man for like little bit roles to show up in these movies, so it has a, mm. it's connected, and yeah. Well, unless that's part of the deal that Disney has with Sony, is that Spider-Man can be used in Marvel MCU movies and cannot be used in Sony movies as part of the deal. No, because the the those movie the the Spider Man movies are Sony movies. It's just yeah. Disney is involved yeah. with them, even the it, MCU ones, oh. because yeah. they own the rights to. So yeah. it's more of a Marvel agrees to make, you know, a movie with them, and lets their other toys be part of it. So that's why we like Iron shows up. And I'm surprised that Disney hasn't just like dropped off a couple of dump trucks worth of money on Sony's doorstep and been like, hey, here, we own Spider-Man now. Well, a few years ago, that almost happened because Sony head office, like Sony Japan, was like, yeah, these movies, we just want to get rid of this. Like, Can we not just like liquidate this? Let's just and... make TVs and video games. We're good at that. Yeah, <laughs> when all the, when they had that big hack and all their emails got leaked. So that oh. came out. That, that was out there now. Also, one story is, or you know, as part of the original deal, if like Sony can't try to sell Spider-Man movie rights to Paramount, yeah, 
They're or non-transferable. Like, yeah. if, like, so if, like, say, if Sony sold the the movie division to to somebody other than Disney, like Apple or something like that, those rights revert back. They yeah. they can't be used as part of the 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 like package as a deal. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 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 also looking at Sony's like release slate over the last like couple like decades and wow there's a lot of i'm sure you can say that about most studios but there is a lot of like non-starters here like the the biggest movies they have from the modern era not like studios that they've gobbled up over the years are the spider-man movies and the new Jumanji series, the one that The Rock's mm-hmm. in. After that, like, when you get... And uh, after that, when you get into, like, the later ones, like, go, Ryan, would you like to guess what the 13th highest grossing uh, film that Sony Pictures owns is? Uh, Ghostbusters? Yes, you're already looking at the list, aren't you? No, I just know that it's a it's a Sony movie, no. and you, since you brought you you gave it to me to guess, it had to be Ghostbusters. Yeah, because that's the only like Terminator movie I can think of. Yeah, Terminator Two is on this list. Like the top, the top ten for Sony's releases. Like the oldest one on it is Spider Man Two, or no, sorry, Spider Man. The the regular Spider Man is the second highest grossing movie Sony owns, but that was from Columbia, what which they bought out, like. Well, technically, Ghostbusters is also a Columbia. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah, that's like if you look at anything past nine, for the most, they're nothing that they've produced themselves. A smart thing that Sony has done, though, is that they are like the one of the. I think they are the only major studio that has decided we don't need to own a streaming service. We'll just sell our movies to other streaming services. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, they, they've they got like have deals with Amazon and running, stuff, but they don't have the overhead of running a streaming service. They can just because I think aren't the 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 MCU Spider movies are on Disney Plus. I think the other Spider movies are on Netflix. So you know, I wish they, more places did that instead of starting their own service. They just use the ones that already exist. Yeah. I think, I think we're MCU... going to get that more and more the the next little while. No, I think here in Canada, Kevin, the MCU Spider-Man movies are also on Netflix. Oh, are they? I think right now that's where you can watch No Way Home. It's on Netflix, not on Disney. Right. I could be mistaken, but I know oh, it's I popped up right. on one of the streamers. And the um the animated Spider-Verse movies are on Netflix too, aren't they? Uh, the first one, yeah. Uh, second one, I don't know yet. Is it? Let's take a look. Probably. At, at least in Canada. That, that's yeah. the thing is the rights are different all over the place. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, right. And most people want to buy worldwide, but, you know, uh, or at the very least America, because that's tends to be the most expensive ones, though. Across the Spider-Verse is on Crave. Oh, okay. Into the Spider-Verse is on Disney Plus and Crave. <laughs> no Way Home is on Netflix. Far From Home is on Netflix. And the the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man is on both Netflix and Disney. Interesting. 
Uh, well, that's all I've got for news. You forgot another trailer, I, th- I believe. Yes. Uh, for X-Men 97. Oh, I did. It was right at the top of my news list, too, and I thought we already talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the 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 revival, uh, it shows off a trick that I don't know they've ever done in the comics with Gambit charging up Wolverine's claws. Okay, That's I have to make his claws blow up. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, Jen. Like, yeah, but adamantium's indestructible, right? So it just creates like combustion. Oh, so it's like which MacGuffin it, is the stronger MacGuffin? Yeah. And, and to be fair, like even oh, say it didn't blow up his claws, the the explosive blast should like blow his hand, like all the skin and muscle tissue yeah. off. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a neat idea. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really cool. It'll yeah, be interesting yeah, to see so, how it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, so we may be doing a review of these episodes later on, but I, I did a little bit of diving in terms of the voiceovers and stuff like that, because I know some of the actors have passed away, and yeah. like it was an interesting... It's, I think, like in like a neat way, it looks like they are definitely still honoring the the old series because most of the living cast is involved, just not necessarily in the parts they used to play. Uh, For instance, the the woman who plays Jubilee in in the original series, who was also on the big comfy couch, yep. uh, she uh, had stepped aside doing jubilee because she feels that you know an asian actress her voice is too mature now well no she that's would what like i said oh that maybe that's it but she stated an asian actress should probably play an asian character oh right See, and i didn't even know jubilee was asian <laughs> all the the majority of my knowledge if not all of my knowledge of the x-men is from that 90s cartoon because i didn't read any of the comics and i mean i saw the movies but most of it's from that cartoon and I never got from that cartoon that Jubilee was Asian. It's partly the animation style, partly the voice. But yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Jen, I'm saying I thing. thought they I made don't... her Asian for the movie. <laughs> yeah, her full name my... is Jubilation Lee. So there, there's your useless X Men knowledge for you. Yeah, my my early exposure to X Men and all that was those cartoons as well, Jen. So mm-hmm. yeah, so but. She is still going to be on the show, just not as Jubilee. And there's a couple other actors who are like mm. that, too. Because as as Kevin pointed out, they're older. Um, apparently, the, the guy who, uh, I think his name's Cal Dodd, the guy who plays Wolverine in mm-hmm. the original series, is still Wolverine in this series. And there was complaints of already of, like, Wolverine doesn't sound like he used to. Like, that show was 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know where I remember Cal Dodd from my childhood? Where? He was uh, one of the two hosts of the CTV variety show Circus. Do you remember I that don't show? No, not it at was all, like, to be honest. Yeah, it was like a weekly variety show where they brought in circus acts and did musical numbers in between them. And him and his partner, um, they looked like a Canadian low-budget Donnie and Marie and they oh, okay. the host they were the hosts of circus on CTV in the like late 70s early 80s that's yeah, where well, i know cal dodd from originally 
If you I go through think... the voice cast of the original cartoon, it's all Canadian actors that we have seen in millions of things. Yeah. So they the uh, it wasn't filmed in it wasn't made in Canada, but it was recorded in Canada, right? Like, yeah. That... During that period of like Anna, like Rex will probably be able to mention more than I would on this. But I know, like, during the that period in animation, for whatever reason, a lot of places used Canada as, like, the, the voicing grounds. Like, the a lot of anime was, like, voiceover actors were, like, out of Vancouver and other, like, Canadian studios. And mm. X-Men fell into the, the same thing, which is why the the guy who is the evil bad guy from Captain Power is also Magneto in the original run of the uh the cartoon. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yep, so we have that to look forward to. That's coming out soonish too, isn't it? I, I want to say April. I forget. I didn't uh, write the date down, so I just tried looking it up and I couldn't find it. But uh, I remember soonish because we were talking, like you said, we were talking about maybe uh, rewatching the final few episodes just to kind of and to, and do a quick little uh, review of it before the show drops. Yeah. yeah, Jen and I started watching the last season, and like I went, I scanned the episodes just to get an idea of yeah, it, like where it was, and like I don't think I've ever seen the last season. Like how many seasons those, were there? There is five. five. Five okay. The last time I was watched any episodes because it's still it's sitting there in my Disney Plus feed of like you know shows to w- continue watching. I was yeah. uh, in the middle of something. I, I skipped to season three because I wanted to watch the uh, their take on the uh, Phoenix Saga, mm. and that's where I had left off. Yeah. Alrighty, well that's it for the news uh, let, Let's talk a little bit Kevin uh, Yeah, You went to California To, to visit friends And go to Disney uh, Was there anything new and interesting To report? Like You've been to Disney so, multiple times It's been a while since you've been to the California one Though, right? No, no, to be honest I've been to the California parks more in the last five years than I've been to the Florida parks. Oh, okay. Is, I'm completely but, wrong then. Ignore me. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just out in California last summer to see Rogers the musical as, as Oh as, right, right. Okay. So this was a last minute surprise trip. One of my best friends was celebrating his birthday at Disneyland and I uh invited myself along is basically <laughs> what happened. Um so um there really isn't much new at Disneyland in, in terms of attractions. Um, they had some special events going on. It was um, Lunar New Year. So California Adventure Park is done up in red and gold. And it's the year of the dragon. So Mushu was everywhere. Um, mm. They had some character meet and greets with characters you don't normally uh, get to see in the parks. Like um, May and her mother from Turning Red. And um, I got my picture taken with Raya uh, of Raya and the Last Dragon fame. So, you know, that was kind of fun. But when it comes to Disneyland, uh, if you listen to my report after my trip last summer, uh, pretty much the parks are still the same. There's a lot of construction going on right now, though. Um, Haunted Mansion was down, 
partly for its switchover back from its Christmas version, but they're also doing a lot of upkeep to the grounds around the Haunted Mansion. Splash Mountain has been closed for a while because they're turning that into a Princess and the Frog ride, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, So that one whole side of the park had a lot of um, closures. Uh, I wanted to do Rise of the Resistance again because it's my favorite ride, but I forgot that it closes two hours before the rest of the park. And we got up there at 10.30, and it was already closed, so. Ah. Oh, well. I've ridden it a oh, couple wow. times. It's great. I didn't want to stand in line for several hours for it uh, during the day, so mm. it's all good. Um, but the one of the cool things we did, now I don't know if you guys have seen the news out of Los Angeles in the last couple of weeks, but they've been getting a lot of rain. So yeah. um, we were pretty lucky. The two days we spent at the theme parks, um, it didn't really start raining until the end of the second day, like almost 9.30 that evening. We, so we lucked out, got to do the parks when it was still fairly dry. Uh, so on the Sunday, that was my third day in California, we needed to find something to do that was both interesting and dry and not too far away from Anaheim. So we decided to go and visit the Queen Mary now, the Queen Mary is an ocean liner, and it's been parked in Long Beach Harbor uh, for longer than it was an ocean liner. It's been there since the 80s now, so it's been there for 40 years. Um, so it's basically a big tourist attraction. It's also a hotel. You can um, you can book a room on the Queen Mary, uh, and it's a beautiful old um, uh, ocean liner. Uh, during the war, during World War II, they painted it gray and turned it into a troop transport. And to this day, that boat still holds the record for most people on one ship. They had almost 18,000 people on that boat. Oh. Yeah. The soldiers, when it was time to go to bed, you had to decide before you got into your five-level-high five bunk bed whether you were going to sleep on your belly or your or your back because once you were in the bed, you couldn't flip over. There was no space. Uh, so you wouldn't want to be claustrophobic on that ship. I would uh, not do well on that. I toss and turn a lot. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm glad I was not a soldier during World War II on the ship. Uh, it's a beautiful boat. And now, it was raining, so we didn't go on the outside decks. And when I say raining, it was really coming down hard. Uh and uh, so we just sort of stuck to the inside. Ne- I, next time I go, and there will be a next time, I think I want to do one of the ghost tours because the rumors are that the Queen Mary is haunted. And, it, uh, they, it is one of those, the claims to be one of the most haunted places. Yes. Um, if you watch any of the ghost hunting shows or anything like that, they'll, they inevitably do an episode on the Queen Mary. Right. It's, it's Unsolved you, Mysteries did one. Yeah. <laughs> But it's beautiful, and it's uh, it's it's uh, a really cool thing to do. That's not Disneyland. It's still in Orange County. It's in Long Beach, um, and so it was only about a twenty minute drive from where we were staying in Anaheim. Uh, so yeah, that was what we did. Uh, my friend Max was pretty uh, excited that I was there. I won't say surprised. He didn't actually seem surprised, even though we tried to keep it a secret from him. I was waiting for him, and he came around the corner and he saw me. He just went, "Oh, look, there's Kevin." <laughs> what are you doing here? Just like, oh, there he is. Yep, he's here. <laughs> so he knew. <laughs> I, I think he did. I think he did. He figured it out. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was good. We had a great time, and the food was good. We had uh, now my friends have a lot of um, food allergies, 
And we also went to a lot of buffets. So the chefs would walk us through every everything on the buffet. And if they couldn't eat it, they would make special special versions of it to accommodate their allergies, which was really nice. Oh, nice. oh that's yeah. nice. Yeah, a really great service. That's why that's why they go to Disney a lot because they know they are safe there. They know that they're not gonna be uh, they're not gonna eat something that's going to not help them, you know, not be good yeah. for them. So yeah. yeah. So that was um that was my quick it was just a quick trip. I uh I was there four nights, five days I flew down and back on Porter Airlines, which has just started flying to the West Coast. Uh, they've just bought a fleet of jets, and they'd only been flying to Los Angeles for about a week when I uh, when I took my flight. Uh, and I highly recommend them. They're not they're not overly expensive. Uh, their jets are fairly small, so there are no middle seats, only window and aisles on each side of the of the one aisle. Um, Alcoholic beverages are complimentary with your flight, so you can have a beer or wine. Um, the meals were not too expensive. If you were in their uh, premier class, you got the meals for free, but um, it was only $12 for dinner. My flight home was at 2.30 in the afternoon, so I knew I'd need to eat something, so I just bought a meal on the plane, and it was only $12, and it was quite tasty. So, uh, yeah, if you're flying uh, anywhere, I would recommend Porter. They're, uh, they're pretty good. This this segment has not been sponsored by Porter Airlines. <laughs> but it could be. Yes. <laughs> could Porter Airlines well, become the official airline of, of two North Nerds? If Porter wants to sponsor the podcast, say I. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, it, was fun. it was quick. It was fun. Uh, it was nice to get away from winter, even if it was raining down there. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was quite good. Cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, from that, we go into uh, just one last topic. Uh, you guys, I have not watched it, but you guys have been watching Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it? I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. it. I want to hear Jen's thoughts. Yeah. Because yeah, Jen's read the books, right? Oh, I read the books years ago. Oh, I'm not even um, worried about how what she thinks of. I just more of the whole history aspect of it. Yeah, because we all know Jen's <laughs> thoughts on history and TV and movies. Yeah, as a classics major, Jen, how how <laughs> badly did Percy Jackson offend you? Honestly, as a classics major, they got a lot of stuff bang on, and it was one of the things I really loved about the books is that. Right. You could tell that Rick Riordan, the author, really does have a love of history and mythology. And he he gets the stories. I mean, obviously, they have to be interpreted for more modern context, but he gets them pretty much bang on. Like if Dionysus was um, basically his role in the camp is he's like the 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 camp counselor. That's kind of where he got against his will he got put so honestly if Dionysus got stuck into looking after a bunch of half-bloods that's probably how he would be (laughs) (laughs) um I loved all of the uh interpretations of uh the mythical creatures uh the um the furies were great um and it took me a while to realize that that was Megan Mullaney and I was like holy shit he's awesome and um 
yeah, all the mythology, the stories, they're pretty good. I mean, the only, I guess, if I have to make a, a, a comment, the only thing I would probably say is that some of the Olympian gods were virginal uh, and would not have had children like Athena. But they mm. even explained that in the show. And I don't remember if they did in the book or not, because it's been so many years since I've read the books. But um, Annabeth explains in the book that she was not, she is a daughter of Athena, but she was created by Athena, not like birthed by Athena. Right. So as a gift to Athena, as a gift to her father uh, from Athena. So technically, I guess Athena's her mother, but not like Athena didn't become pregnant and carry her. So I really liked that kind of explanation for it because I'm like, ah, Athena's a virgin goddess. Same like with Artemis, there wouldn't be any children of Artemis. Um, but like I oh I love the how they portrayed Hephaestus and his his fun little fun house because mm-hmm. in the myth in the mythology that's basically what he he was the inventor of the gods and I loved how they told his story through that uh, that little fun house um, water ride um, yeah and I I love I know the actor who played Zeus passed away and that kind of makes me sad but like he was even he was really mm-hmm. well cast at the end of the show. So I honestly, I loved everything about it. I, the uh, books are fantastic and I highly, highly recommend reading those books. And I'm really looking forward to the second season of this show. I, I even liked the wrestler who played Ares. Oh God, he was great. Yeah. Like Toronto's when, own when, Adam Copeland. Yeah. When Brent told me that, that he was going to be Ares, I thought about it for a second and I was like, I can see it. That, that, I can see that. And he was good. He, he played it really well. And uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda as as Hermes was really fun. Oh, that's I think a good the, casting choice. Yeah, in the movie, I think it was Nathan Fillion, uh, and the yeah. movies were okay too, but the show's better, <laughs> in my opinion. Well, um, yeah, they they had a lot more time to breathe. That was yeah. the one thing I noticed a big difference too, because I really enjoyed the movies. And it's like as I'm watching this, like, okay, cool. I wonder when they're gonna do this, and, and but they like there's a lot more in the show then there's there's differences because the show is just the first of five books um if i'm remembering correctly that's where the first book ends um and again it's been years so i could be way off but like they've got three or four more books to work on or three more books how many books Mm -hmm. are there (laughs) and has the show been picked up for another season i hope it has yeah it has I thought I saw a poster for it. A poster for season two. Yeah, I think I've ever reading an article about that. Let's see here. Bah, 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 bah. I'm so just it really makes you wonder, well, with all that talk that they oh, yeah, doing. It was, it was uh, renewed uh, like a, a week or two ago. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. So, like, so, seeing the difference here between the movies and the TV show. Makes me want, you know, even think like, so we've all read the Harry Potter books and they keep talking about they're going to do redo them as a series. Um, what I, you know, I just how saw much a closer for to that. the books. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for the Harry Potter TV series. Yeah, so it'll be like, you know, well, how like they might actually be good. Yeah, so I just looked it up. There are actually six books. Awesome. 
I know I, I know I read five I know show. I read five of them, but I don't know if like the sixth book was released later if I read it. It's honestly been a really long time. I was thinking I'm gonna buy these books for my nephew. Uh, and my niece. The, I think they should both read them. <laughs> the the one thing I did think of that I noticed that kind of was like I had to get used to is the age difference of the characters from the movies to the show. The show is um, more true the, to the book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. And, and they may I've, have been supposed to be that same age in the movies, but they were older actors, so they looked older at the very Yeah. Point. And I loved that uh, Percy's mom got such a huge role. Like, even though she basically disappears at the be- the end of the first episode, um, I love that she's in flashbacks for basically the whole series. Yeah. And and you really get to see her struggle and how she had to was dealing with this obviously special kid and she could she needed to protect him but she couldn't tell him why and she had nobody to turn to and she was doing it all on her own and there was that one episode where she kind of has a little breakdown um it was, it was just it was so good i'm really looking forward to more of this <laughs> <laughs> and brent i will watch the whole thing with you again you can watch no, it without no. me but i will watch it again <laughs> <laughs> Cool. All right. So that brings us to the end of this episode. And with that, we uh, do some Patreon shout outs. Uh, Patreon.com slash True North Nerds. If you would like to help us out uh, to pay for our hosting and for our theme song and a uh, couple other things here and there. Um Go to patreon.com slash true north nerds. Three bucks gets you in the door. Uh, not much exclusive content there. It's more of just a, you giving us a thanks and helping us out. Uh, but there is a monthly podcast. It's a music-based podcast called Listen to This, where I get to show my music geek side along with my friend Alex. Uh, the next episode of that uh, will be arriving in March and will be focused on some of our favorite covers. But uh, Alex threw in a whole bunch of rules for it, so it might be a little different than what you are expecting. Uh, If you want a taste of that show, we did a free episode that is uh, available on our regular tier, like just on our feed, uh, where we interview our friend Nate Milton about Outcast. But patrons got the full unedited video version of it last month, so... Um, yeah so uh thank you very much to uh those who support us uh through patreon including drew karina alex team woods who also kindly put together uh true north nerds.com for us thank you team woods uh mike hammond who prints a lot of 3d things at maple printing uh 3d i think something like that Something like that. He's, he's never actually given me any of the info, so I'm just no. going going by it. And, of course, our friend Rex, who, from uh, all pictures, he now has a sound booth, so he's got to start cracking on doing voiceover work and, like, getting his demo made and stuff. Yes, and then Rex. Our outro will be I'm putting famous. pressure on you to get to work. <laughs> um, if you do not have the ability to support us financially, I completely understand. We all do. Times are tough. Things are expensive. But 
it does not cost you anything to just do little things like, you know, uh, share this show with your friends. If you're listening to the show, you're probably fairly nerdy. You probably have nerdy friends. Pass it along to them. Give us a good review on your podcast app of choice. Um, I will also mention that there, if you want to follow the notes and stuff that are for everybody, there is a free tier on the patreon.com as well that I was unaware of. So I'll give a, a one-time shout out to our new free member, Barb Kane is signed up. So hi, Barb. Ooh. Thank you. Uh, for signing up for the free one and uh, hopefully you're passing on the word of how the show is good. So. <laughs> yes. Um, with that, we come to the end of the episode and geek picks who wants to go first. I can go. Cricket. I can't remember <laughs> if I did this one or not, but I can go yeah. first. Okay. Is a squirrel first. girl. Always squirrel girl. Um, <laughs> No, there's um, an anime on Netflix called Delicious in Dungeon, and I don't remember if I did this as a as a geek pick or not because I, I had a couple think of so. So anyway, it's 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 a very wacky anime. So the premise is that there was uh, an adventuring party. It's a Dungeons and Dragons type uh, anime, and um, in the very first episode, they are basically almost all murdered by a red dragon. And at the last moment, the party's healer sends three of them to safety while the other ones are all captured, destroyed, kidnapped. Who knows? So the three that survive are trying to get back to that lower level of that dungeon to rescue their party members. Problem is, is that they have zero resources. They have no money. They have only the stuff on the clothes on their backs. They got nothing. So they're trying to figure out how to get through the dungeon with like they can't have any food is the big thing. So. They have this great idea about we fight all these monsters. Some of them look like food, like walking mushrooms. Maybe we can eat them. So it's basically them uh, going through the dungeon uh, and they meet this fun dwarf character who's been surviving in the dungeon off of monsters for years. And it's them defeating monsters and then figuring out how to eat them. <laughs> it's really good. It's really interesting. Okay. So it's only... Yeah, there's only a couple of of, uh, of episodes on Netflix. Um, but, like, so the dwarf and the fighter characters, I don't remember any of their names, I'm sorry. But they're, they're like, all in on eating these monsters. And then there's an elf and a halfling who are the wizard and the, uh, the thief, the rogue. And they're, like, super reluctant. Like, how do we know that's not poisonous? Or, are you sure we should be eating that? But it's always cooked to perfection. And then they eat it and they're like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> It's really fun. Honestly, I think that binging with Babish uh, should do a, uh, a a series on Delicious in Dungeon where they try to recreate some of the food. <laughs> yeah. That any I recommend this. It's on Netflix. Um, give it a shot. It's 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 pretty funny and uh, it's really kind of quirky. <laughs> next, uh, I'll go next. So keeping in the Dungeon and Dragon type of theme, uh, so I just recently finished off the first arc of a new comic called The Hunger and the Dusk. And it's in a world full of orcs and humans and um, other creatures 
having to make uh, deals and work together because there's these other this uh, evil group that's come back to their lands and the lands are slowly dying and you know they're infringing on each other's space and it's pretty cool it's uh, it's from IDW the first six issues uh, are finished it's going to be taking a break and the next arc starts in the summer so it's by uh, G Willow Wilson and Chris Wild Goose oh, I like and, G Willow Wilson and, and Masik. But yeah, the uh, art was beautiful on that book. Yeah, it's a, it's and it's, I've really been enjoying it. It's been fleshing out its little its world and uh you know, it's got the political political intrigue with uh, you know, marriages between clans and just you know, packs being made between these the orcs and the the humans and who have been warring with one another. But now it's like you know, the enemy of my you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situations. And we have this one kind of uh, group. I think they called oh, they were like the the last men or the it's like pretty much the remnants of a of, of a group of soldiers that they they. They've survived like every battle they've gone through, and like there's like, this little like party of like six, and you know, you know there's a healer and there's a this and there's that pretty much like all the archetypes, and uh, I've been enjoying it. So uh, yeah, if you're looking for a comic, uh, the graphic novel version will probably be out in the next uh, month or two if you can't find the back issues. But uh, the hunger and the dusk. Cool. Cool. Um. I feel like I haven't really been doing much geekiness lately. So let me mention this. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about my, my nerd list and things that I'm watching on it. And so one thing that's on it, and I'm slowly making my way through the series, is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons. And oh, until really? <laughs> very, very recently. Oh, yeah. I'm watching them all. I'm on season Ouch. five right now. Wow. Uh, they... Up until recently, they have been very, very hard to find. Um, I would have to watch them on Daily Motion or, you know, some sort of gray market video sites. But mm. thanks to the new streaming economy and the free streaming service Pluto TV, every single episode of every single Ninja Turtles TV show is online and free for streaming. With I was going to say it. I, I knew either that or Tubi had a cha- like had channels dedicated to each show. Yeah, uh, it's Plex. Uh, Plex is owned by CBS Paramount, so they also have a Star Trek channel on there, and they've got some Nickelodeon stuff on there too. But yes, um, the uh, the the original nineteen uh, eighties nineties Ninja Turtles, all ten seasons are on there. Uh, and then some of the later series are up there as well. So if you are a Ninja Turtles fan and you want to watch them legally for free, they are on Pluto TV. Woo! Are you There's enjoying also, them? You know, some of them aren't bad. It, it's <laughs> it can be quite repetitive. Uh, but yes. at the beginning of season five, they have got a new friend who is a a bunny from a land of fairy tales. So he's kind of interesting. He's been in the first couple episodes of season five. Um, but not Sagi Ojimbo. No, no, not he was Sagi. in the earlier seasons. It's a no. different rap. <laughs> yeah, no. So in the first episode of season five, 
they end up transported to a dimension where fairy tales are real and a bunny comes back with them. Uh, the, the rabbit from the rabbit in the hare. He was all mad at them because the, tor- the tortoises always win the race. So they befriend him and he comes back to, to their um, New York with, with, it, with them. And so he's there for the next episode as well. Uh, um, and then the, the episode I just watched today, um, Shredder and Krang have a time machine and they go to a future where the turtles have eliminated all crime and then retired and they're all old and flabby and just hang out in a big old retirement home. And uh, so Shredder Wait, takes over see. takes over the city very easily because there's no one to stop him. And then the turtles, the young turtles show up and, uh, um, you know, do their turtle stuff. Elderly mutant ninja turtles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I, I'm at the middle aged mutant ninja turtles. Always doing laundry. <laughs> so, like, yes. I've never been a huge turtles fan, but you know, like I said, I'm making my way through everything comics. And the Ninja Turtles were a big part of comics in the eighties and nineties. So yeah. I am watching them. And I think as the series went along, the writers got got sort of freer to do more different weird things with them because they got bored. So I think I'm hoping that the show just gets weirder and weirder as I head towards season 10. <laughs> that show ran for 10 years. Wow. I didn't actually realize it was that long. Ten seasons, yeah. Yeah, most cartoons like from our childhood are like four or five. Yeah, like whatever the mark is where you can hit syndication, basically. Yeah, I no, wonder just... if the seasons were were the annual seasons or would they do multiple seasons a year? So that is a very good question um, because I am I am currently like in the late winter early spring of 1991 and that's when season five begins oh i've got my list up right here next actually right now so let me take a look let me go back to where i was so uh, and then according to the like all the listings online this is the beginning of season five so yeah the ninja turtles you know as as like I said, it can get repetitive because it's the same thing every week. The bad guys show up, they've got a new plan, and um, uh, the turtles stop them. But uh, uh, so, yeah, so I am the beginning of season five started in March of 1991. But the yep, end it went of, to 96. So from 87 yeah. to 96. Yeah. Jeez. Now, some seasons only had like a handful of episodes, and then the early seasons had dozens of episodes. If you look up an episode listing for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, you'll see that uh, it okay, was... Okay, I, I have the list. It goes 5, 13, 47, 41, 20, 16, 27, 8, 8, and 8. Yeah. So the last few seasons only had a handful of episodes, but seasons 2 and 3 had over 40 Jeez. Wow. Because at that point, it was a daily show. It was an after-school show. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a while ago, I watched um, a YouTube video where these two guys made every single pizza that was ish- that was shown in that cartoon. Like, all the weird pizza combinations that they had. Yeah. 
I just thought that would be fun to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> at some point it becomes gross. Anchovy oh yeah, no, they did fudge. all the gross ones. Yeah, oh. they did all of them, and then they taste tested them all. They had a bunch of friends over, and they just all tried the nasty. Oh, okay, pizzas. yeah, I remember that. And there was yeah. one that was like the one of the guys who's um, he's the one of the guys at the thing is like the angry video game nerd. If you've ever seen any of those videos, mm-hmm. but it's him out of character, like just him as a dude. And there's one of them that's like seems gross, and he eats it. He's like, you like, they're like, what do you think? He's like, actually, it's not bad. <laughs> ah, yeah, I guess I come. Ninja Turtles, go, go, yeah. Brent. What's your geek pick? Uh, to wrap things up here, uh, my geek pick. I, I've <laughs> this is maybe a first for the show. But it is a trailer of a movie I am dying to see to the point that <laughs> oh. after uh, after oh, yes. we are done uh, with this show, I am email like I found the uh, their PR people and I am emailing them to see if we can somehow get this movie in Barry because I need to <laughs> see this. It's called Hundreds of Beavers. This is right now. I, the trailer is up on YouTube. Uh, I'll probably throw the link in here somewhere, um, like on the description, maybe or whatever. Or you can just search it. Hundreds of beavers. It from all appearances from the trailer and from a couple reviews. I, I got led here by Movie Bob. He did a review, and it's already made. Like he feels that like it's February, and he has always already seen his favorite movie of the year. Um. This movie looks awesome and bananas in just the right way. Like a live action cartoon where it has to do with a guy who's trying to survive out in like the wilderness, like maybe in old timey times, because it's all in black and white. And there is a legion of hundreds of beavers currently making a dam for unknown purposes. But the beavers are played by people in, like, mascot beaver suits. Mm -hmm. And they keep this aesthetic in the trailer. Like, I guess at some point he, like, skins a raccoon to make a hat. Like, you know, old-timey raccoon cap. But it is in the size of a mascot helmet. (laughs) With X's for eyes. With X's for eyes. It just looks so awesome and insane. But in, like, the... Like, I, as I've said before, is I, I love the Marvel movies. I love all the comic book stuff that we get and, like, sequels to movies that I like. But there is something about seeing, like, a, an original idea get put out that just, like, brings me joy. And, like, I have to see this movie somehow, some way. I don't know how it's going to work. But, yeah, um, that is my pick. It Maybe. is the trailer for Hundreds of Beavers. Maybe they'll send us a screener if we tell them we'll review it on our podcast. Yeah, I am going to try and do something. I'd like to see this on the big screen. Like, if there is some way that, uh, like, we can figure something out with them to do a screening at, like, the the South End Theater, because I feel that's the one that would actually be open to it. Um, I, I, I would help them host it in a heartbeat. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode. Next episode, uh, we'll be talking about you know stuff. stuff. Probably a uh, bad batch by that point. Yeah, and maybe Dune too. 
Oh yes, Dune two. Is that the first one up in the the March Madness of movies? I'm pretty sure. Let me just do a quick confirmation if I can get my fingers to work <laughs> and type things properly. Da da da. Of course, I hate. Uh, when is this movie coming out? Why can't it just give me an easy answer and tell me when it's coming out? Because they've already done the premieres, so that's now throwing off. Uh, yes. Uh, released internationally February 28th, and, and in the States, March 1st. So, yeah, next yep. weekend. Sweet. It's coming out on my birthday. Or two weekends. Two weeks from now. Jeez, the month's not done yet. Two weeks from now. Uh, it might be tight for the next episode. Yeah, we, we'll see. But we'll have Bad Batch to talk about next time. Yeah. Uh, until then, uh, you can find us at truenorthnerds.com. Uh, I think the only person of us who is doing extra podcasts right now is Ryan. That's me. Yeah, I'm in talk to get a new Star Trek podcast up on the BQN, but I haven't got anything um, uh, nailed down yet. Uh, so Ryan, what's the other show that you do on this network? Uh, it's Tales from the Collectiverse. You can find it on here once a month. Uh, Ed Campbell, Snowhawk, Cosplay, and myself. Uh, we talk um, about toys. And last episode from January, we did our uh, our 2023 year review, and Brent joined us, and we all had fun. Uh, at some point this uh, before the month is over, Ed and I will get together. Uh, it may be another uh, Skype recording because he is a busy man right now on the road a lot. So uh, we will figure it out. But yeah, you'll be hearing us talk about our latest collectibles and some toy news uh, soon. Yep. Alrighty. So uh, that is it for this episode. Tune in in two weeks for another episode. Until then, Obamaste. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at truenorthnerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.